Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, 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 everybody out there in the uh, isolated, quarantined universe. Welcome to a uh, classique, a tradition episode, I should say, of Broadway Breakdown. An Aridge, yeah, the OG style uh, of Broadway Breakdown. I am one half of your hosts, Matt Koplick. And I'm the other half of your host, John Wascavage. And we're all alone in the universe, so alone in the universe. I was going to sing, you're so far away. Doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? That's all we do. That's all well, it's all we should be doing. It's all we should be doing. We are all required to stay in one place. Man, how much can change in a week? I know. You. Girl. A lot. <laughs> in, in, in 48 hours. So the last episode we recorded, which seemed an infinity ago, but it was really just like nine days. Um, wow. Yeah. John and I recorded the, the past episode John and I recorded on a Wednesday. The following Thursday and Friday, like everything changed. So. Yeah, everything did. Yeah. I had to cut a lot of stuff we talked about because like it wasn't that it was um ill-informed it was just enough that stuff hadn't happened yet and we kind of like we predicted some stuff happening but like not quite as extreme as it ended up happening so i just want to i didn't want us to seem dumber than we are we're already plenty dumb yeah i don't think anyone could have really predicted what happened in the last week the way that it happened um but here we are but like what (laughs) so like what happened you know, like, should we should we recap for, like, the dum-dums out there under the rocks who haven't gone on the medias at all? Yeah, I mean, those people don't <laughs> exist, but sure. I don't I don't know. Did you see those the video of those, like, spring breakers who still went to Florida? Oh, my gosh, of course I did. Those effing Gen Zers yeah. um, who were like, the bars are closing. It's really putting a damper on my spring break. Is it putting a damper on your spring break, yeah. Bethany? Is that what it's doing? They're all fucking Bethany's. They're Bethany's and they're all Kyle's. I actually said Bethany, which is B-E-F-F-E-N-I-E-Y. Because her mother tried to name her Bethany, but she misunderstood the assignment. No, her her mother meant to call her Bethany. There's a lot of dumb people right now. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. If if you want to recap, g- go ahead. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. So to put it all into one giant nutshell, everything is shut down in the states, or at least a lot of things are. Um, it's been every day you kind of hear about more things that get shut down, which is you know for the best right now it's it's hard to adjust sure. just be- it's hard to adjust just because it all kind of happened so quickly um or at least it yeah. se- it seemed like it did it was sort of america was very late to the party in terms of trying to curb the spread of coronavirus or covid-19 as many people like to call it um and because of that we then had to kind of go into panic mode and shut down a lot of stuff um new york state in particular kind of was sort of like one, a domino effect. <clears throat> Starting last Wednesday, the NBA decided to suspend its season. And from there, it was just like Broadway uh, is shut down for the month. As far as we know, it could go longer. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, restaurants are shut down, bars are shut down. You can only do takeout or delivery. You a lot of fast food places you have to order on apps now and then pick it up when it's ready. So they have like no more than ten or fifteen people waiting inside for their food. Uh, well, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. Um, there are people yeah. like posting vi- photos and videos from like Shake Shack and stuff like that, where they have signs outside that that are, that are like um. If you you have to order online and wait till your number is called on your phone and then you go in to pick up your food, so I mean smart. Oh I yeah, the t- I I wondered how it was being done for different places, but that makes yeah. sense. Oh, it's it's very smart, and obviously like because of our stupid stupid administration, it's not a sweeping national uh, lockdown. So states like Florida are not shutting down everything that they should be, uh, but New York State is has been doing a pretty good job I think in the last week of just because especially New York City where there are millions of us and we're all on top of each other it yeah. it was very likely that this was going to spread quickly and in order to keep it from really like kind of for lack of a better term killing the entire population uh <laughs> we kind of went into major shutdown mode like we did this now so we don't have to do this for like 6 months down the line you know um, right. I mean, I mean, love it, hate it, whether you're a Broadway fan or whether you like buying T-shirts that say I heart New York on it. New York is kind of the epicenter of the United States. You mm-hmm. know, I, 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 I don't think I'm far off by making that um, generalization. No, you found so, you found the generalization spot. Yeah, I think I think I did. Um, and so I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I. It doesn't make it any help. less depressing. Oh, for sure. I can't help but have this just thought in my mind going back to Florida and those spring breakers of just Ugh. Florida's going to ruin this for everyone. They, they are. Really, they are. They really I, are. I, they always they always do mm-hmm. and they are. And if you are listening to this podcast and you live in Florida, get out. Get out. Get out now. Get out of Florida. It's <laughs> why 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 are you there? Yeah. I mean, like, granted, we all love ourselves from Disney World, but, like, Disney World is shut down, so why are you there? Like, they... Yeah, exactly. It says... The mouse is dead. Yeah. It says something that, like, the mouse responded quicker to this in Florida than literally anything else. And is mm-hmm. up to this point is still, like, the biggest uh, step Florida has taken to curbing any kind of spreading. Like, that's still, like, the biggest step they've taken. So... Right. It's well, it's I, I crazy. Think they've they've closed certain certain areas have closed some beaches. I do have a sister who lives in Florida. I okay. forgot about that until this moment because I, I feel so bad for her. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> for just living in Florida. But um but yeah, no I mean I, w- I was shocked but also once again, how how could you not shut down Disney? It, it's yeah. irresponsible. Absolutely. Um th- I mean they said that the Disney parks are shut down till the end of March. It's probably going to be th- till the end of April, guys. Like, let's be real. Maybe even longer. Who's to say? Um, yeah. Because the, the we, we something we talked about last week, and I cut it just because it was part of the larger theme of us not quite getting the future right, uh, is that there are so many things. I have no idea. What, I have no idea what you're talking about, too. Like, you keep talking about, like, were we making predictions uh, kind, based well, off of a magic eight ball? I, I truly don't remember. I, it was, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> it was more that we, It's and it's shocking coming from us, you especially, we really underestimated the stupidity and the entitlement of the American people. Um, mm. We were basically saying, like, stay safe. 
be cautious, like keep your distance, wash your hands, you know, please don't go into like giant public spaces for a while, like really keep to, you know, close groups. And people just weren't doing that. Um, you mm-hmm. know, like New York City, New York City kept on shutting down more and more things each day because they were hoping that a, that New York City people, New Yorkers, would um, really kind of be smart about this and not still like go to gym classes and not you know go to bars and watch drag race but they did and so de blasio and cuomo were like apparently we have to keep shutting down shit because you guys won't use common sense um well but i think that's twofold too i i I think businesses being open also is irresponsible you know is irresponsible as well because that's the you were literally saying you know we're open which kind of gives a false feeling of oh you know if this if they think it's fine to be together in this group of people in this um joanne fabrics then you know yeah i don't know where i don't know where people go but to be fair to them and to the service industry in general like you know it is a capitalist country so they they their livelihood depends on it so it's not it's sort of for a while it was this double-edged sort of like they want people to be safe but they also need to make their living um and now well yeah but i mean the whole house of cards have fallen all of us are yeah Yeah, completely listen patty lapone's not making a paycheck right now so you know, that's a world I don't like living in. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow color. You're the top. You're a Coolidge dollar. John, did you have any? No, you were going off to go to Goodspeed, so you didn't have any tickets for anything. No, I, I didn't have any tickets for anything. I just had um, security and health weeks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. And I mean, the, the production hasn't been canceled yet. I'm literally knocking on all the wood. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to um, pick up after after a bit. We're, we're kind of on hold mm-hmm. because the, the show is going to run until July 2nd. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's quite a long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, as of now, we're postponed a couple weeks. So, but I mean, that, that makes a huge difference. And I it mean, does. S- speaking from someone who has already had quite a year it was i mean it's 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 a blow it's a, it's a huge blow for me and i know there's a lot of people out there who are, are feeling the same exact way it's yeah. it, it, it's so it's so sad and I, I think the other thing too that people are realizing which i hopefully hopefully is one of the very uh what's the right way to put this man I, I i guess a silver lining but like i also hate saying like look at the silver lining of coronavirus mm. um I, is that i i think hopefully people will be more empathetic towards each other over mm-hmm. the next couple of months uh, because I, I think everyone's kind of lost something from like people who were supposed to, i know some people who were supposed to have understudy performances like their first understudy performance on broadway mm-hmm. and that was taken away and mm-hmm. it's like that that's really sad too and you know the yes they might get a chance to still do it later down the, down the line but you know when the whole world dis- is disrupted like this mm-hmm. everyone's kind of in the you know, to quote Vanessa Hudgens, a lot of people are going to die. Um, or no, <laughs> what, said, so, so, what, so what if a lot of people die? No. But did she say that Vanessa in the pr- Hudgens, we're all in this together. I was say, did Vanessa Hudgens say that in the princess switch? Oh, no. She just said schedule. Schedule. Um, yeah, it honestly feels, I mean, if you want to, 
as you said, find the silver lining, and it's it sometimes seems a little flippant to do so, but I think you need to if you're gonna. Yeah, that that that's what I was trying to like stay away from. I don't I don't want to discredit people's like pain and be like it's all gonna be okay. Because when people did that to me when I was first diagnosed yeah. with cancer, I was like, you can all shove your head up your ass. Yeah, because well, like people... you know we we don't know what it's gonna be. No, well, people were trying to. I'm not gonna speak for people who were telling you it's all gonna be okay. But I remember when you and I talked about that, it felt more like um, the term that you coined that I stole, toxic yeah, positivity. Toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. Which is, it was it was positivity that was trying to cover the problem. And I don't feel like that's what people are trying to do right now. It's more like just trying to find a, a sane mentality in all of this. Yes. Um, if you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't find levity time and again, like, you know, what are you going to do? Like, there's... um. There's a movie called Sullivan's Travels. It's an older movie from like the 40s. And it's about mm-hmm. it's about a Hollywood director who like wants to make this big important picture because all he's ever done are like these comedies. And he, you know, through a series of circumstances, finds himself in like middle America uh, with a bunch of, you know, blue collar minimum wage people. Their lives are kind of trash and they all come together for a movie night and they all decide to watch like Mickey Mouse shorts. And that's what gives them happiness in that time. Mm. And he's like, Oh, so comedy and levity and entertainment is just as important as, you know, being serious. So it's, it's not about not taking what's happening seriously. You take it seriously, but you also have to find moments to breathe for yourself. Otherwise, like how the fuck are you going to get out of this? You know? Yeah, well, and I, I think that's what a lot of people are facing too. I, 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 I I'm by no means an expert on this, but I, I have had to. Well, no, I, I've had to social distance. Mm-hmm. The, I had to not do anything for three whole months last year. Yeah, and so I think a lot of people. I, what I'm seeing is like they're they're going through really similar feelings of isolation, depression, um, mm-hmm. anxiety, which are all very real and all very. Um, I mean, you you would almost be not human <laughs> if you if you weren't feeling those things. Oh, absolutely. Um, what did you say? I said absolutely. Yes. Um, Sorry. We but... should also we should also mention, guys. John and I are in our respective homes. Uh, essentially, not skyping, but like skyping esque as we record this, which is old school Broadway breakdown recording, but also like means that we may not always hear each other from time to time as we record. Anyway, so you were saying, um, in terms of social distancing and uh, uh, depression and whatnot. Yeah, I just think a lot of people are going through a, a period that they weren't... You kind of have no basis for how else to get through it. And so you, you're, you're a clusterfuck of emotions. And what's the dangerous thing about the society that we live in or, or the, the current times is that um, a lot of the things that we use to pass the time um, when we're given a bunch of time, when we spend all day on them, I'm talking specifically about social media. Mm-hmm. It really kind of, and I mean, I actually even mean, um, or even just like, uh, I find myself sometimes just refreshing articles about Corona to read. And I think it's really important to stay up and informed. But I also think that, um, 
I lost my train of thought. Sorry. To be you... completely honest, I actually I actually don't feel like recording right now. I'm very sad and we, we can keep recording, okay. but like I, I, I don't have anything to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're sad. I mean, it, we all are, but um, and I'm sorry to make no, you... No, I, I mean, that's the thing. I, I know that we are. Yeah. And so it's just that there's, yeah, the, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, I, I think I, I think what I was going to say was just that it's it's important to take this time for yourself. And when you're online and on social media, you're not actually doing anything for yourself. You're just getting caught up in false stories and false narratives and kind of, you know, it's there's a lot of stuff to sift through. And when you're given the chance to kind of have time by yourself and um, do whatever you want, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more beneficial to read, to find a new hobby, to make something, make a craft, do something, do yoga. It's, it's, uh, that, that's my biggest advice for right now is because it's just, otherwise you're, you're just going to quickly find every night you're so full of anxiety. And when I do go on social media right now, all I see is people like posting like every 15 minutes, like I feel so anxious, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, get off social media. Yeah. <laughs> Um, was, are you, are, are you doing any new hobbies now? Um, kind of yes, but also kind of no, cause I have a couple, um, self tapes that I have to do. And so mm-hmm. it's, I wouldn't even call like some of these things hobbies. It's just as like different things that I have to do. Like yesterday I had to make a puppet. And so I had a little craft hour and made a puppet, um, using tools around the house. That's nice. Um, yeah, I'm. I have an old MacBook, as you know, that uh, is on the fritz constantly, mm-hmm. and so I recently this week have been doing research how to fix it and fix things like that. The the mouse is also really uh, shitty, and so I've I've um, been tearing apart a MacBook and putting it back together and fixing that. So. <laughs> I'm doing weird little things that I've never done before. I mean, that is when a I was project. isolated in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you? What are you doing to pass the time? Um, well, I'm kind of a natural homebody. So, like, being home for long periods of time has never been, like, an issue for me. Um, but, I mean, I've I've watched a lot of content. And, I mean, like, TV, movies, whatnot. My room, uh, I am fortunate to be living with two people. So, I do still have, you know interactions that are in person which is nice uh we've yes, had some very nice. yes we've had some roommate movie nights we watched some like it hot we watched first wives club oh my god i just watched some like it hot literally four days ago for the first time for the first time that's amazing for the first time i've never i've never seen it yeah i last week uh like kind of like last weekend in the beginning of this week mm-hmm. i was on a, a, a kick of movies i haven't i've never seen that i feel like i should see so yeah. i watched some like it hot and um all about eve i finally watched all about Eve. <sighs> okay thoughts on both please right now pronto um didn't realize i'd be watching two films with marilyn monroe didn't realize how little i had experienced marilyn monroe before what i just um I mean, I know she's not the star in All About Eve. She kind of has like a bit supporting role. Yeah. But just what a what what a what a star. Like what what a je ne sais quoi, um, essence that she had. But I, I loved All About Eve. Um, Betty Davis is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's a per- that I would call that a perfect movie. I really really enjoyed it a lot. Um, and then Some Like It Hot, I I really really enjoyed. Um. 
for some reason, I guess because it, it's set in like the 1920s, I thought it was filmed in the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 have a, I have a very fucked up view of like when people were born and alive during older Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, the thought that uh, the thought that I was like, yeah, Marilyn Monroe was around in the 1920s, even though she had an affair with JFK. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. But no, of course it doesn't. Um, but I, I, I loved Sun Like It Hot. It uh, gave me all that I need for early drag content. Mm-hmm. I also like that that for such an old movie, yeah, it's done for comedic effect. But I'm kind of obsessed with the fact that the the movie ends with the one guy getting the girl and the other guy being like, I have to t- to the millionaire being like, I have to tell you this. I'm a man. And he's like, nobody's perfect. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Early homosexuality. Well, that, <laughs> come on, homos. Yeah. Fun fact, because um, after we watched it, one of my uh, ways of watching movies is usually once I've watched it, I start like looking up tidbits about it. Even if I've seen it before, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I want to know more about it. So like some like it hot actually was one of the last movie uh, sorry it was one of the first movies to be released and not be approved by the Hayes Code which was the um, system that basically allowed movies to get put out into the public like there was no rating system in Hollywood for a very Mm -hmm, long time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when the Hayes Code fell apart that's when the um, I don't know the MPAA I think that's the name of the organization that or the the association that rates the movies that gave that gave us G PG PG PG-13, stuff like that. Because um, mm-hmm. for a long time, it was just sort of like, nope, that shows sexuality. That shows gays. That shows... Uh, for a long time, one of them was uh, you couldn't show interracial relationships. Uh, which is Jesus Christ. I know, right? Which is why often you would see two white people playing... Um, or you, you would see like a white actor and like a white actress playing a non-white role in a relationship on screen because they wouldn't actually allow an actress of that ethnicity to play the role. I know. So just think about how far we've come, you know? Emma Stone in Aloha, for example. But. Just don't. <laughs> but, um, no, I. Some Like It Hot did not have the Hayes Code's approval, but they released it anyway. And it was so popular that it was basically the final nail in the coffin for the Hayes Code. Mm. Um, and one of the reasons they didn't like it is they were like, oh, there's a lot of homosexuality implied. And Billy Wilder's like, yeah, so what? And, I mean. <laughs> Truth. Yeah, and like, remember, it's 1959, so that was pretty fucking progressive, just to be like, so what? Hi, Jerry. Everything under control? Have I got things to tell you? What happened? I'm engaged. Congratulations. Who's the lucky girl? I am. It is really interesting watching, um... Oh, God, math. Jesus Christ. Something that was filmed... 20 plus 40, 60 years ago, about a time period that we are, uh, that's 90 years ago. You know, we're, yeah. we're, te- we're nine years away from that time period being 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting just watching kind of that, you know, pocket of time being remembered as it was during that pot, this other pocket of time, which is now, you know, unequivocally uh, considered, um, Want to say old fashioned, not old fashioned, old time, old uh, that 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 old Hollywood, yeah, that, like that very kind of classic stuff. and and yes, ret- retro. Thank you, retro, yeah, retro, sure, yeah. Um, we're all going a little stir crazy. Words don't mean anything anymore. But um, no, they I don't. agree with you. And actually, I do really like your mentality of uh, watching stuff that you have always been meaning to watch, and you finally t- did. I mean, some like it hot and all about Eve are fantastic movies to 
watch for the first time. I am not mm-hmm. telling anybody to, um, you know, get Disney Plus and then watch the Lion King remake if they've never watched it before. That is, I mean, do, I mean, live your truth, but take a moment to maybe expand your brain a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, and it, I mean, you don't have to. There's, there's that post going around which I think is sort of. Um, has points and doesn't have points so it's like you don't have to write the next great american novel you don't have to do all of this stuff during quarantine i'm like you don't have to make the ultimate contribution to society or yourself during this time but like do something like don't don't just sit in your own well, filth that that's what i mean by getting off social media because i think it, social media be like constantly refreshing that button mm-hmm. you trick your mind into thinking that you're doing something or learning something or enjoying something and oh, you're not and so it's it's so much uh, yeah this was something that i learned when i was basically quarantined seven months ago mm-hmm. that it, you know watch things you've never seen watch things that are going to hold your attention leave your phone in the other room that's the other thing mm-hmm. just leave your phone in the other room it helps so much you'll be so surprised how quickly you forget about your phone yeah like true truly as someone who has spent a good amount of their time completely addicted and i get those you know those fucking um weekly updates of how much screen time you've had and sometimes i've looked at it and i've been like oh no mm. <laughs> like i i should not be on a phone that much i'm a um, monster truly yeah i uh it it you will be so surprised of how once you kind of release the shackles how much freer you'll feel exactly i i like that and you know i it has never been easier guys to social distance yourself from people yet still be in contact with people if that makes sense i know john just Mm -hmm. mentioned like leave your phone in the other room and that's true and you know you should definitely kind of purge yourself a lot from social media and going online too much but like if it's important to you to talk to your friends, don't just like send a text, like have a nice FaceTime session. There's a wonderful program called Zoom that you can do on your laptop and you can get like five friends together and essentially do like a video chat. And it's, and it's I mean, it's not a, substi- a real substitute for the real thing, but yeah. it's fine for the but, time. Yeah, I literally just got off FaceTime with one of my best friends um, and we caught up and commiserated with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess when I say leave the phones away, I mean, like, leave that fleeting social... Yeah, leave <laughs> Twitter kind of and media. Instagram and TikTok broken, for a minute, you know? I'm a broke. I'm a broken record anymore, but I, I'm so old. Well, you do I have the these... limbs of a broken record, John. <laughs> do, do records have limbs? <laughs> I don't know. You do. Um, I, you, I don't know. I, it sounded right in my head. I don't know anymore. I don't know. <laughs> it was fun. I know, but it was fun for me to just listen to you crumble there. So thanks for that. <laughs> crumble um, like the walls of Jericho. Um, yeah. Truly. Are there any other movies that are on your agenda? Um, I watched The Farewell last night, the Aquafina movie. Have you seen it? I did. I saw that back in August. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um we just finished binge watching two seasons of did I talk about this last week? I can't remember. The the German TV Netflix show Dark. I don't believe um, so. I haven't, I haven't talked about this. No. Oh bitch. Ooh, ooh, bitch. Wait. After you talk oh. about Dark, I have something to tell you. But tell oh, talk about Dark. Great. Perfect. Yeah. So Dark <laughs> is um kind of <laughs> I'm like, let's talk about Dark. Great. <laughs> and then I'm like, Dark is hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, I hate scary things. Everyone knows this is about me. If you don't know this about me, 
now you do. Yeah. I, 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 I just, I, scary things just, don't, I hate it. I love thrillers, though. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 The Silence of the Lambs, love it. Don't find it scary, I find it thrilling. So when you say um, scary things, do you mean things like The Ring, where it's like jump scares, as opposed to like psychological thrillers, which is what I guess you could say um, Silence of the Lambs is? Yeah, I don't like jump scares. I don't like slasher movies. Got it. I don't like, you know, just that that kind of horror thing. Like, you know, I liked Get Out because okay. to me, Get Out was, and I, I feel as suspenseful. if there were maybe a world. Yeah, there was probably a world where I would have liked Us, but then I got too curious about it and I was worried that it was too scary. So I read a Wikipedia article about it and I was like, eh, I don't need to see it now. No. I got it. Also, like, um, Us was kind of a mess. That's the secret nobody talks about. But this oh, really? this is about yeah it it was a messy movie anyway dark talk about dark dark so dark um is a Netflix show that I believe that first aired in 2017 and then the second season aired in 2019 and then supposedly the um third season is going to drop in the next couple months and so I don't want to give away too much but it's kind of like a German. I can't even say current day because it is current day but it's not it's a German version of Stranger Things but they're older teens and um, they're uh, it's so hard to explain (laughs) you're doing great Um, German version of Stranger Things with older teens I'm I'm not I'm not doing great it's kind it's about this town where there's a nuclear plant and I'm still worried that I say that word wrong because of fucking George W. Bush. Nuclear. Nuclear? Nuclear. Nuclear, yeah. Nuclear. There's a nuclear plant in this town in Germany. And um, on kind of the 33rd year anniversary of this huge debacle where this kind of 13, 12-year-old boy went missing, um, the grown-up brother of the boy who went missing 33 years ago his 12 year old son goes missing and it kind of sets into spiral this whole mystery drama it's sci-fi it's um so well done it's a great it's a great thing to binge watch right now because you have to really pay attention to it and since you have the time it's easy to pay attention to it mm. and so i mean adam and i were watching it and we couldn't stop watching and every time we'd watch we it's one of those shows where you kind of find yourself pausing every couple minutes mm-hmm. because there's so much happening in each moment that you have to tie in from other it's a huge puzzle the whole thing is a huge puzzle and so you have to kind of think oh I think this is what's going on here and this is what's going on here I remember this happened four episodes ago that's what is affecting this moment here and it's it's just so good and it also is actually about something that is has had a lot of movies made about it but it's never been done this way before and you actually don't find out what the big twist is until season two kind of season one you you think oh I, I think I know this is going things are starting to make sense I, I, I have some forward momentum and then the first episode of season two starts and you're like oh whoa this is completely different but it all makes so much sense it's so good the acting is really great although it's American um it's dub- I think I might have said subtitles earlier it's dubbed over and I've never watched a show on Netflix before where it was dubbed over and so it's yeah, you you get used to it very quickly, but um, I will also say part of the joy for me comes in the fact that some of the voice actors are, um, 
giving very odd performances and the voices did not always match up with what you can tell as watching what the actor's kind of intent was behind it. So that's fun for me. It's so good. I cannot recommend it enough. I know all I've done is just confuse you all. And at this point you are not even paying attention, but watch it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, this has been a, I think, I think you, I think you will like it a lot. Me personally or like the audience? Yeah. I think the audience will like it a lot, for sure. I think you personally will like it a lot because it's such a... It, it's so nerdy. It's for nerdy people who like thinking nerdy things and like being like, I'm going to figure this out. Like, you know... You know what? You know what, John Wiscavage? I don't appreciate being read so honestly and earnestly for filth. Um, but thank you. I'm, I'm not reading. No, it's Everyone... just... It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> no... Honey, no one's ever listened to this podcast and been like, hey, there's two cool cats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, 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 we very much have a pulse on the, on the cool. <laughs> That just Ex- made my exactly. day. I'm sorry. I know that no. you, I know you're not feeling it today, but I'm thrilled we recorded no, just you- for that sentence alone. No, honey. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's the other. That's the other great part about um, going through depression and depressing times is there's always a gem to be harvested, even in devastation. Remember With, that. Without pressure, <laughs> there can be no diamonds. Exactly. Yes. Um. So, I'm gonna take this the the cheer stick now, or the conch shell from Lord of the Flies. Take the conch. Take the conch. Come on, um, come on be- Piggy. Sex to your asthma. <laughs> um, so the TV show that I have just gotten into is one that John has talked about before, and it's just as hard to describe. <gasps> Encore. So oh, I know, okay. So I I do not personally have Disney Plus. A uh, dear friend has given me her information and has allowed me to watch, and I am thrilled. Um, I watched what a good friend. Yes. Well, plenty of friends with Disney Plus accounts who all have been like, oh, we should watch Encore. And from there, I've been able to now watch it on my own. I've watched three episodes. I watched Annie Get Your Gun. I watched Grease. I was going to say, have you, have you gotten to Annie Get Your Gun yet? Because that's, that's, that's the turning episode, I feel. Yeah. I'm watching it all out of order because I, rem- I remember oh, okay. you saying something about Annie Get Your Gun. And so I was like, oh, let's watch mm-hmm. this one. That was, the, that was the first episode I watched. And I lived for it. Um, I then watched Grease and oh, I watched Oklahoma. Grease was so Annie Get Your Gun was like legitimate drama in the sense that it was people who just did, never got over high school. One woman in particular not getting mm-hmm. over high school, and oh, yeah, yeah oh, and yeah. it just was so interesting to watch. Grease was fun because it took place in uh, Hoboken, New Jersey, I think, and mm-hmm. it was a bunch of first of all everyone in the cast was actually quite talented it was very shocking very good yeah Gre- Greece was one of my Greece was one of my favorite episodes for sure yeah they just had really good talented people and they're all just sort of um no filter and they were all very not aggressive but upfront and the woman who played Rizzo kept on like being a diva and she was like I'm calling it I'm calling it as Rizzo we're gonna do this as Rizzo I'm saying we're gonna do this and I was like you know what get it bitch get it um, I already forgot the woman's name. I want to say like Teresa, oh, I maybe. Can't remember because there's that, there was a one, moment in the actual show ago. when they're like performing Greece and the actor playing Danny was late to come on stage, and oh yeah, the bathroom. Yes, and the actress playing Rizzo, I think her, I want to say her name was Teresa. She like covered for him, and you see in the yeah. audience the director and the choreographer talking and they're laughing about it, and the director was like, "Yeah, Teresa covers. Teresa always covers." And 
my friends and I after that just spent the rest of the day going Teresa covers. Um, she does. She does. She knows how to cover. Annie, get your gun though. And I, I remember you talking about this, and I'm gonna bring it up again because it's just, it was so fascinating. Um, usually, the people who come back get to play the same parts they did the first time, with some Correct. minor exceptions. But usually, mm-hmm. it, that's what it is. And with Annie, get your gun. There was a woman who came back. And she had been in the ensemble, but she had dated the Frank Butler. And apparently Mm -hmm. it all blew up and was very dramatic. It was 20 years ago. And even though she is now married with a wonderful child, she's an OBGYN. She has a gorgeous kitchen that I would commit literal murder for. And wears diamond earrings like they're nothing. She showed up to that first rehearsal in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. And she was like, I would like to throw my hat in the ring and audition for Annie. And it's not because Mm. she was like, it's my turn to get a lead. It's because she just wanted to fuck with the guy playing Frank because he, quote unquote, broke her heart 20 years ago. And it just goes to show how some wounds never heal, no matter how successful you become. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And just like the whole episode after that, she didn't get it, guys. Spoiler alert. She doesn't get Annie. Um, She gets another role, though, which she's like, I think that's even better. And it's like, sure, Jan. Um, but the rest of the episode, she's always like pulling him aside and being like, can we talk? Can we talk? And I'm like, girl, this ain't The Bachelor. This is encore. You got a show to do. Stop bringing up like how you were both 17 and he decided to go out with somebody else. It was cray cray. Um, I know. I, I love the episode. Although I'm going to circle back real quick. I can't believe I'm I'm kind of offended that you didn't bring up extremely sexy Kaniki. That is one oh, thing that oh, I will never forget about. Bitch. No, wait, 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 wait. That was my next topic. That was my next topic about all the men, okay. all the men on this show who can fucking get it. Um, the the so sexy Kaniki in Greece. Um, oh my god, I was literally watching him. <laughs> it, it was not. It was not PG. <laughs> no, it was not. When I was watching it with with two other gays, and when he first came on the screen, we all just went. <gasps> it was, oh Jesus! But then even the actor playing Will Parker in Oklahoma, I was like, he can get it. <gasps> yes. Um, yeah. He, I loved him. I loved him too. He was very hot. Um, I, I you haven't watched High School Musical yet, right? I haven't. There's. I'm trying to figure I, out which ones I want to watch next since I'm watching it out of order. Um. I, ta- I talked about High School Musical. I, I think I remember that was actually why I talked about Encore to you so um, forcefully. Because there there is there is one guy on Encore who plays Ryan who I just found him so incredibly sexy. And he is straight, but like very openly on this Disney Plus show talked about how when he would like experiment and see if he was gay and like kiss guys. And I was like, oh, damn it, I missed it. <laughs> Where was I was when you were miss- experimenting? Probably 12, but I, believe me, I, I I was a slutty 12-year-old. <laughs> me too, girl. Slu- In my head, I was, was the biggest whore 12. on the corner. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm so into it. I will say, I've yet to see Kristen Bell show up for any of these performances. Granted, I've only watched three, and they're all out of order, so maybe she shows up for she- more. She's she is a light host. Yes. She 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 basically showed up. She maybe had four days of filming. I think she <laughs> had one day where she just filmed every intro, and then she she only shows up in two or three other episodes. Mm. Um, you didn't watch Beauty and the Beast? I haven't. Is she in that one? Oh wait, no, no, no. She's not in Beauty and the Beast because Daisy or not Daisy Egan. Um, Susan Egan. Um, Susan Egan. Susan Egan's in Beauty and the Beast. That's what I'm here there's, for. There's. 
There's another one where there's a Disney princess and she comes and does kind of a, um, maybe it's not a Disney princess, but she comes and does like a, oh, I'm a princess workshop with, um, interesting with the cast. So she, she's, she's very, she has a very light hand on it. I appreciate yeah. the hand that she does have on it. Cause I, I mean, she's still so charming and, mm-hmm. and fun, but it, 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 it is a kind of weird thing where you expect her kind of to be like the, um, the Thai, what's his face? The Tiber, Tiber, no, Tiberell was, um, that's, uh, that's modern family. Modern family. Um, Titus Burgess? Who is the guy? No, who is the guy who, uh, on that reality show, move that bus. And he, oh, he was always, um, uh, from the, the extreme home, extreme home makeover. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't, you, I don't I remember kind of his expected, name I can't either. It's, I think it was Ty something. I don't know. Ty Dennison. I think I totally made up that name. There's Maybe. no one's ever been on TV with that name. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so, no one I'm has so ever confused. been alive with that name, John. Truly. But I expected her to be a lot more like him and kind of really lead to the show. But instead, but I think part of the magic is just the chaos of just releasing a Marsha Milgram Dodge out in the world and going, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's I mean, so it's magical. true. And they do... They get a lot done, and they have to put up these shows in five days. I'm also convinced they, that they don't do the whole show. They must do like a streamlined. Oh, they they must. Yeah. They must do. Yeah, they're 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 doing Grease Junior. Oh, absolutely. No there's two acts, and they also like they bring in their quote unquote professional actors to come in to like supplement the rest of the cast. Um, and it's just it's always just. Interesting. I would kill for that job. I, what I'm, an easy. I said it once. I've said it once, and I will say it again. I will kill. I will pay. To be, <laughs> and it's not, no, I won't say that. Yeah. I will d- do things mm-hmm. to that Kanicki. Oh my God, he, to be a, to be a member. He, oh my God, he could do whatever he wanted to me. I just, uh. and they were perform, they were rehearsing Grease Lightning, and he was wearing sweatpants, and they had to do some like thrusts, and we all just like <sighs> eyes glued to the screen trying to find like the hint, the tiniest hint of something in those sweatpants. You have an out of an outline of an outline yeah. something. Um, I also love like so. Also, all the characters have to have some kind of like hurdle to overcome, and it's you know, it can be tiny, it can be big. So, um, in Greece, one of the women, she, she was the one who had tumors constantly. Uh, uh, I think growing. I talked about her. You did, on, yeah, on you did podcast. talk about. Her. She was yeah, the one who had because, tumors because... growing in her brain. I always, feel, I feel like I don't know how they pick these shows for encore. I feel like they have they're like they have a checklist for them like okay so like did something tragic mm. happen to somebody in your cast in the last 10 years check did anybody mm. in your cast date once are they still together or are they no longer together check um is one of is one person gay can can be no more than one um things like that and i think there's one episode where there are at least a uh, uh, two two gays and and I, <laughs> but I think it's like a it was an old performing arts high school so I, you know yeah and duh. yeah and it's like how many of you still live in the town um because like with Greece half of the cast like still lived in the town and uh, mm-hmm. and the whole drama with Kaniki was that like his Russian wife was like Nick your father say you have to kiss woman on stage I am not pleased and like that was his whole story arc um yeah but and like all well, that, that was the- happening was she saw the show and she's like it was fun but that's the other unsung hero of encore forcing midwestern heteronormative cisgendered straight people to um perform acts of infidelity 
not only in front of um, a paying audience of people who pay six ninety nine a month, Matthew, but people who, um, but, in, but in front of their mothers, fathers, children, and spouses. And I think there's something really magical about that. Forced, forced, in, forced infidelity in front of oh, yeah. an audience of millions. That's that's my Hunger Games. Yeah, I mean that's that's what the American dream really is when you come down to yeah. it. Yeah, um, and. I, I just, I just, I, I'm really enjoying it ever so. Uh, I, I knew you would. I told I, you, bitch. Girl, you, you knew it. I'm giving you the credit. I give credit where it's due. You know, guys, like, John may not be all that smart or all that pretty or all that, you know, insightful, but damn it, he period. knows what I would, what I would enjoy to watch. <laughs> you could have just put the period after that. <laughs> period you know, right you, after you, you know, you may not be smart or insightful or pretty. But that's um anyways, yeah. drag race. <laughs> that's um yeah, that's speaking of drag race, that that's Milk's read of Jocelyn Fox. Jocelyn Fox, you may not be all that smart and you may not be all that pretty. I guess that's it. Um <laughs> it's it, it was a cute one. Uh drag race is tonight actually. We're recording this on a Friday. Uh we'll find out the results of tonight's episode shortly enough. Yeah, you also you wanted to record so close to it. I I, I was worried that you had forgotten about it. I, I did forget uh, you, because I'm not. I have to watch. I'm watching it tomorrow. I watch. That's how I view it. Um. So, oh, yeah. do you not have VH1? I no, girl. I you have all the luxuries that I do not have. I could just give you my parents' VH1 sign. It's not a luxury. I just I get the. I have all the passwords for my parents' stuff because if. I didn't have them. My parents would not know how to do anything. John, <laughs> Tr- truly, it is, it is wrong to pawn off your hardworking parents' VH1 account to me. But yes, when this is over, please text me the information. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll just text it to you. It's yeah, yeah please, please do, please I've, do. I've done so many people. The amount of people. I mean, I, I was mocking you for using someone else's Disney Plus. The amount of people that are um, using my Disney Plus account currently. Are, are actually, if we got them all in one room, it would be breaking a law right now. We we would be um, if if we put everyone who was using my Disney Plus sign in in a room, it would be a literal um, health emergency. Yeah. John, if you put all the people whose accounts I have gotten access to Disney Plus now VH1, all the other good stuff, if you put them all together in a room, it would uh, qualify as a Broadway audience. Yeah. yeah, there yeah. can there could be ninety nine people in a room, and all you need is one person with the password <laughs> to give you the coronavirus. <laughs> exactly. Um, I feel like we're coming to the close of this one. It's a short. It's a shorter one. Um, oh, it is. It is. I'm. Oh, go for it. Um, no, actually, what part of the reasons why I actually did want to record today was because we had um a review that I wanted to give its due. Because I posted, oh yeah, it was very sweet. It was a very sweet review, and I did post it on social media. But like as we discussed earlier, that's not real, and I feel like this person <laughs> deserves to have their their chance, especially because the that's headline coming. of the review is so on point. Um, it, may may I, John? Yeah, of course. Okay, fantastic. Um, so this person, uh, Peter J. Casey, apparently lives in Australia, and as John had mentioned the previous week with someone who posted their review to Twitter, I guess, for, at least in America, if someone posts an international, uh, lives internationally and they post a review on Apple, we don't get to see it, um, or at least... Yeah, apparently. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Maybe if, our, maybe if our podcast was more popular, we'd be able to. They'd be like, oh yeah, you got thousands thousands of subscribers. Like, anyone who posts, you can, you can get. So... 
tell your friends about the podcast to like and subscribe so we can see them international reviews legitimately anyway but so will he, you will you read it will you read it for me uh in an australian dialect you can go fuck yourself um i will i will do like two sentences and then i'm moving right back onto my um mellifluous tone nori nori <laughs> who'd want to marry me muriel um anyway this is peter j casey five stars and the title is literally cue the light in the piazza because he knows. Cue the light in the piazza overture. Many, many listeners have pointed out <laughs> nope, how, gay, nope. I, I, how gay I t- this I podcast is. All right, here we go. I take it back. You just take it. it back. You take that back, bitch. All right. Many, many listeners have pointed out how gay this podcast is. And yes, it's spectacularly, magnificently gay. But it's also insightful informative and frequently hilarious for this straight man who is twice john and matt's age and roughly four times their combined weight matt and i hate the same things so i find him very wise thank you <laughs> i loved that sentence, yes. sentence. no this is what i as much as i i loved that sentence because i knew you loved that sentence no, this is no this is there's one upcoming that i love even more he has a terrific knowledge of theater history and is un- unafraid to use it I am surprised, but glad he has not run out of friends to use for episodes when John is unavailable. That one made me laugh. Peter, reading is what? Fundamental. Peter, I am surprised more as well. F- more fun when it's about Matt. That, when it's about Matt, that's what's reading yes. is. This next, and then this next sentence is a straight up lie. John is smarter and deeper than he pretends to be. And particularly yeah, how- good... What did you say? I was just going to say, how dare him lie so blatantly? <laughs> yes, this is the internet. You're not allowed to lie here. And John is particularly good at addressing some of the more thorny issues currently being debated in the theater. The two hosts complement one another beautifully, and binge listening to their work over the last few months has left me feeling like I found two new theater friends. Thanks. Aww. They've. They've. Li- do- There's. Wait, I want to finish it. They've lifted my oh, spirits sorry. higher than they've lifted my spirits higher than Audrey McDonald's soft palate, made me pause mm. for thought longer than Sally Murphy did before first saying Billy's name, and touched me in the way Matt will someday touch Michelle Pox Tony. <laughs> the end. I do have to. I do have to say. I know I give you a lot of shit about um this uh specific uh favorite pastime of yours on the podcast but I, I do have to say when you posted that the other day i think it was did you post it like friday or saturday i don't know yeah I, it, I, I it, it was, was saturday it, it was right after i found out that the show was being postponed and i was at the peak of just i i mean i i, I actually haven't didn't talk about this earlier when we were talking about it and I, I feel like i probably should have um i took basically two days to just mourn and do nothing because I, yeah. I was like well i'm sad and I, I think that's the other thing people don't realize they're allowed to do right now because a lot of people have faced really sad shitty situations as you are so allowed to mourn right now even if it seems minute even if it's just because of a job even if it's because of you're you're scared and, and you're sad I, allow yourself time and space to feel your feelings right now because you have the time and space to feel your feelings Absolutely. and so I, I was kind of I was in mourning mode last weekend, and when you posted this, I do have to say that it, it made me it made me very happy. It made it made me feel very nice. It was a very nice review. Um, he did have one typo. He said that I was better at um, or not the better, believe me, not better. He said that I was uh, good at um, talking about thorny issues, and he obviously meant horny issues. Yes, the he horn, did. The hornier 
the hornier issues. Yes. So, um, but to be I, f- I did just want to, yeah, put that out there. Yeah. To be fair, when John gets horny, I do get thorny. So, I mean, it's you could find you know a silver lining there too. Um, yeah, yeah Peter, true. thank you so much for that review. That was that is truly like a chef's kiss kind of review. It it has the references I love, and it was the right amount of complimentary, but also a little dragging, which I love. Um, I know John likes to rib me for this, but I I do love things like I'm surprised Matt still has friends to interview. <laughs> <laughs> that like that I find that shit funny. Um, so and and such good reads from a uh, straight man. Yeah, I, I also didn't. I also didn't know we had straight male listeners. What what a what a treat. <laughs> I mean, my dad has told me that he's listened to this pod once or twice. My cousin, who is a straight man, listens to this pod every now and then. So we do have some straighties. We 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 oh, cross wow. over. We've got crossover appeal. Wow, who knew? Who knew? Who I knew? mean, with with my legs, I kind of figured that <laughs> I I have the legs for a podcast. <laughs> These gams, these pins. Yes, because they only go halfway up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. They're, they're, um, yeah, you go halfway up and then it starts getting extremely, uh, it's coarse, thick black fur. <laughs> and um, once you reach the udders, it's, it's all, it's a mess. <laughs> you, well, John, I will say you are utterly delightful. Today, anyway. Oh, Moo, moo, that was so bad. Moo with me, moo, bitch, moo. Um, John, who should we have close us out today? Um, who's alive? Oh my god. <laughs> um, who are some classics that we haven't had in a while? Who haven't had at all? Uh, we haven't had. You know she- what? What, what? You what? know what we could do? What? You know what we could do? Uh, Marilyn Monroe, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah, I love that. Like, very what much. a fun little. Yeah, because then it's kind of tying in what we were talking about earlier, and it's still kind of theatrical because um, I think that's in Moulin Rouge that song. <laughs> Every song is a Moulin Rouge. Yes. When in doubt, I mean it's I also, mean, a, but it is also a musical theater song, John. You know that, right? From Gentlemen Prefer Blairns. Blairns, yes. Um, the person who came up with that title obviously hadn't met you yet, so. <laughs> so true. So true. But yeah, no, I love that idea. Way to way to bring it back around, bitch. Yeah, and I do have to say, even though I had my moment, and I hope you don't think that like I was being like Matt, I don't like you, and I don't want to record this podcast. No, today. you're being like, that's you're not being transparent. I, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I think I think being transparent in these times and um, at not acknowledging how we're feeling is very important. And then sometimes doing things that maybe you weren't originally like, I don't know if I should do this today. Like I'm in a better mood from recording this podcast. That makes me feel good. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, I'm not one to give advice, but. I think that you're allowed to have all the things. You're allowed to have a day to mourn. You're allowed to have a day to be productive. You're allowed to have a day to be lazy. You're allowed to have a day to reflect, a day to reach out. You know, it's there's exactly. a lot of time on our hands right now. And you can, you don't, every day doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to be any kind of routine. And you don't have to do something that doesn't feel right for you. Um, yeah. But yeah. You know, know your boundaries, but also be willing to push yourself. Let yourself breathe, but also let yourself live. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And on that note, All right. John and I are going to go, uh, you know, do exactly that. Yeah, you're going to go watch some uh, encore, some encore. more encores. And, and then drag race hot, totally hot legally. Um, yes, yeah. well, completely anyway, legally. Yes. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope this was as enjoyable and uplifting for you as it was for us. Yeah, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane, um, stay inside. No, yeah. don't stay and inside. You, and go, you, no. go and get some, go and get some fresh air, please. Yeah, exactly. That's probably what I need. And you know what'll help you? Uh, what'll, what'll help keep you getting COVID is uh, liking and subscribing, writing a review, and telling your friends. 
Um, that is 100% a true medical statement. It is, yeah, just from the CDC. Uh, take us away, Marilyn. Bye. But get that ice or else no dice He's your guy when stocks are high But beware when they start to descend It's then that those louses go back to their spouses Diamonds are a girl's best friend Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.